welcome to episode five, season two of Not Your Average Cricket Show, where we're hitting traditional cricket commentary for six. I'm Zoe George. And I'm Justin Gregory. We're following all the action from the ICC Men's Cricket World Cup in England, bringing you analysis, cricket puns, local legends, cricket-related current affairs and guest hosts every Monday during the tournament. You can join the conversation on the RNZ Vox Pop app or email us cricket at rnz.co.nz. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public or at rnz.co.nz forward slash series. And of course, you can listen to us on the RNZ app. And in this episode, we're going to analyse the two biggest and, in my opinion, the best games the Black Caps have had so far. The first against South Africa, of course, the second against Windies. And we cross to the UK to our correspondent Ian O'Brien. And also, we meet local legend Rebecca Yee from Bay of Plenty Cricket. Today's co-hosts are RNZ Knights host and self-confessed cricket geek, Brian Crump, and former international cricketer, Maya Lewis. Kia ora. Hello. Kia ora, how are you going? Now, I just have to say, do all of us have fingernails now following the two games from this week? Fingernails are just fine. This is, yeah, you know, fine. The rubber's just starting to hit the road, guys. This is where the action really begins, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I agree, and they were the two most enjoyable games of the tournament for me. That's the first time a really great game has happened, and each game was better than the previous one. Mm, it's very true. I, I have to say, Bolt's catch on the boundary line on Sunday morning was just, oh, for me, it was just spectacular. Yeah, I actually woke up the household and I was just yelling, oh, <laughs> as I was watching it in bed. So, yeah, and everyone came running in going, what's happening? So, no, fantastic games. And it's good to see the Black Caps under pressure, which is great to see as, as they come through. And they're, they're certainly coming through and performing. It's not going to hurt them to have a couple of difficult games, mm. is it, at all? Yeah, I think if you uh, cruise through a tournament, you're not put under pressure. You want to see your players put under pressure and how they perform. And, you know, it's, I don't think they've quite got it right yet in terms of the balance, but that's something to uh, look forward to talking to. Yeah, poor old Matt Henry. He must be having nightmares now if somebody says the word West Indies. <laughs> oh, it was that warm-up game as well, wasn't that? <laughs> yes, where Chris Gale took rather a liking to him. Uh, yeah. Um, Ugly stuff, never mind. Happens to the best of us. It's it never does. happened to me in an international, but there you go. He's still got a wicket. He's still got a wicket. And, you know, he could have gone for six in the last ball of his over, and he only went for four. That game was also notable, I thought, for one of the sweetest and clearest F-bombs of the World Cup so far, which was a rather strangulated squeal from Jimmy Neesham, something to the extent of, um, for duck's sake, when the batsmen came back for a second run where they really should have only got the one. It was something like a G above middle C. It was, it was quite a noise. Well done, Jimmy. Well done. Good on you, Jimmy. Yeah, it was, Keeping it real, Jim. It was good. But were we surprised by the closeness of both of the games? Yeah, I mean, I think in this tournament, it's uh, really unpredictable, isn't it? I mean, so many minnows, so-called minnows, even Afghanistan Mm. um, have had a win and stuff. So, you know, on their day in South Africa or Welju, they've been really disappointing. Um, So I think Sri Lanka still faced them. So you just never know on the day. I mean, there's the consistent ones that are coming through and obviously the top four. But, um, you know, a lot of them can just beat Alu to the minnows so it's anyone's game really and especially with Sri Lanka in in fifth and um, England in fourth at the moment. Someone on social media over the weekend suggested that we should rename the national team to Kane Williamson and the Black Caps (laughs) and I I have to say there's truth in that jibe. Yeah but if we're going to win it's going to have to be more than Kane. Mm, Kane can't do it on his own. No. Um, Others have to stand. Some are stuck. It was really good to see Ross Taylor scoring some runs. It's great to see Lockie Ferguson and Trent Bolt taking wickets. But, you know, I think others need to join Kane up there at the top of the echelon, don't they? 
let's cross to the UK and catch up with our regular correspondent on the ground, former Black Cap Ian O'Brien, who was at the game uh, yesterday with the Windies. Kia ora, Ian. Kia ora, good morning. Good morning. Let's talk about Kane against South Africa. He really showed his class. And then again, he stepped up yesterday. Is that surprising? No, <laughs> yes, of course it's surprising because it's, it's freakish because he's stupidly freakishly just so chilled. Like, imagine if we could all control our emotions like Kane does to then control our mental, to then control our physical as well as Kane does. I just, every time I watch him bat, I'm astounded. Um, he can't run with Ross Taylor, but there's still an issue there. <laughs> and there's an issue with Ross. <laughs> there's an issue there. But, but just watching Kane, uh, Kane play is, um, is wonderful. And I, and I don't, I just heard that um, Kane Williamson and the rest of the guys, you have a look at the score sheets in this tournament so far, the Kane's scored a lot of runs, mm. but there's a lot of other bits and pieces that people are missing that are adding up to, to massive parts of, of New Zealand winning uh, the, the game so far. The opening partnership? There's been some uh, some lows there. There's been some ups and downs, but that is the swinging cricket ball. Uh, a couple of beauties uh, yesterday. And the first over from... Um, oh, Sheldon Cottrell. My head. Mm. Thank you very much. Sheldon they Cottrell. Were, they were special. What yeah, an amazing... special. His celebrations. He's He's got the best celebration at the moment in world cricket. That that um, that <laughs> little salute. march and his little salute. Does anyone know where that comes from? Oh, that's the West Indies and their show ponies. How are you going, Obi? Are you all good? Yeah, all good. Thank you very much. Yeah. He's a sergeant, if I'm not mistaken. He's a sergeant in, in one of the armies. And yeah, so that that's is right. a, um, a salute to um, his 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 crew that he's not with, uh, and, mm. and now he's in a different uh, different industry. Mm. No, it's it's. Uh, I I did actually really enjoy the game yesterday against the Windies, but you were there, weren't you, Obi? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be the low-key Kiwi in, the, in a crowd full of East Indians <laughs> and Caribbeans and, and Kiwis. It was me with my hat and sunglasses on trying to trying to play low-key. Uh, what, a, what a treat to, to, to just sit there. And um, yeah, I don't get too, uh, too hyped or too emotional when, um, when things go backwards and forwards, but it was, it was nice to, to have that chest, that squeeze on that chest and... and and that little feel of uh, nervousness, anxiety, and then obviously some sort of some sort of elation. But it was uh, it was just special to be a part of that and to be able to go, yeah, I was there when that happened, and that's cool. Mm. What were the crowds like? <laughs> it was brilliant. It was in terms of probably support, it was probably at fifty fifty. Load of Kiwis, I said, load of Caribbean uh, supporters, and a load of Brits who were sort of fifty fifty as well. Um, so amazing crowd. Um, all very, very well behaved. There was some rum behind me. There was uh, there was a, <laughs> a few other bits and pieces floating around that maybe shouldn't have um, been able to get into the ground. But it was just this um, amazing atmosphere of a game that um, it, it sort of flipped and flacked both ways. But it took a long time for those those uh, for it to sort of you know the twist to happen. There was long intervals between the twists, but there was just this little still something that was happening. When Gail got out, um, and it was, yeah, that was that little moment that I think a lot of a lot of the New Zealand guys out in the park thought, yeah, we're pretty good here. Mm. It, mm. it came down to you know the last couple of overs and that catch by Bolt that ended the game. I mean, that that was a moment that could have turned either way. If it had gone for six, the Windies would have won, but we but he caught it on the boundary, so the crowd must have gone completely nuts. There was a, there was a load of um, 
inebriated New Zealanders as you expect up in the crowd where I was, and it was brilliant. And it was yeah, it was it was it was emotional. There were a lot of hugs from. I, again, I just sort of stayed nice and low key and just enjoyed it. Just enjoyed watching um, how the New Zealand guys celebrated it and commiserated with uh, with Carlos and, uh, and 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 watched the moment. But there was a lot. Yeah, it was noisy crowd. It was a great crowd, and they were they were part of the game. Uh, the crowd yesterday, and they do they they do become a team's twelfth uh, player. Uh, in those sort of circumstances, there is this buzz, there is this energy that you do have as a player that it does come from um, the crowd. And I, and I dare say both teams yesterday were playing with 12, and that's why we had a close, close game. I thought that uh, when Jimmy Nishan came on to bowl that second to last over, that really the West Indies had it, had it. Carlos was in control, and they needed less than the runner ball. I thought Jimmy bowled brilliantly in that last over. Do you know what? I thought all the guys bowled so well yesterday. I'm sorry, I'll come back to, to Nietzsche in a, in a second. I thought all of the, the New Zealand boys were, were phenomenal with the ball. And you're gonna, you'll have a look down that list of the bowling figures and you go, oh, he went for eight and a half and he went for... Matt Henry yesterday was unbelievable. As a, as a fast bowler that tried to do what he was doing yesterday, he was in charge of his skills yesterday. He went for plenty ignore that. What he did with the ball, he set up wickets for other people. He never once... Uh, I watched him pretty closely in terms of his body language and, and what he was doing and walking back and running in and committing to, to every delivery. He never once doubted what he was going to be doing. And you see bowlers, when they've been hit for a couple, they start to doubt and they start to squeeze up and they start to tighten up and, and they lose their pace or they get a little bit erratic. At no stage yesterday did Matt Henry lose anything. He just kept coming in harder and harder and harder. And I think that, although again, yes, did go for most, a lot of the runs, he was a big part of why Bolt got four. He was a big part why Nietzsche got the ball that 49th over. He was a big part that uh, it allowed the ground home to have four overs. It was, it was his, what he did was, was going to be underrated in terms of the overall effect. But Bolt was great. Nietzsche was, was, was brilliant. Again, did the same thing at that last over. Committed to every single ball in that over, uh, and came out and came up pretty good. Question for both yourself and Maya, though: wondering about our ability to uh, to break partnerships when they come along, and whether we've got um, how can I put this? There have been a couple of instances where partnerships have gotten away from us and we seem to have been slightly unable to close out the game. Is it time to start looking at changes? Is it time to start looking at bringing in Ish Sodi for the next couple of games? What do you both think? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think um, we've only got really one true spinner in the side, and that's a bit of a worry. And every, everyone else, I mean, everyone's got their tricks to their trade, whether it's slow balls or slow ball bounces or Yorkers and stuff. But we're, they're all quite similar. Obviously, Lockie has a point of difference with his pace, and that's where he's um, making an impact at the moment. But if Santner doesn't come off, and he did get hit a little bit in the last game, you know, who do you go to? Munro? Is he your next spinner? Um and, you know, those wickets could suit Ish, and he, he has a point of difference as well with his, you know, he could go for a few, but he could pick up a key batter. So, you know, I would give him an opportunity within the next couple of games and see how he goes. I have a, I have a, I have a little bit of a, a, a rule. Um, if someone's going to suggest uh, my I'm coming hard at you here right now. I'm go for it, mate. Right <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you suggest Ish, Ish comes in, and I, don't, and I don't disagree, who drops out? 
that's the bit that I always go like, who? Yeah, that's. I mean, there's there's a couple of options like, there. I mean, like, and he's possibly the, not the only one that I wouldn't uh, would look to maybe not not have in for the next couple of games. Henry as well. Nichols for Colin Munro. Well. We, Long pause. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah, have I mean, seen Do you Sally. want the all-rounder or the, do you want, I mean, do you look at the opening batting combination? I mean, I know I'd definitely never drop Guppy. I mean, he's worth his weight in gold in the field anyway. So, um, but, and Munro's worth it when you're using him and when he's in form. Um, but who's the other option up there? I mean, you don't tamper with Williamson and Taylor. You leave them, you know, Nisham deserves his place. Um so you know what do you what do you do? Is it Henry? Do you drop one of your pace bowlers and choose to go the tactic of playing another spinner? That's basically what you're doing. Okay, so we drop in a guy that's been man of the match once, maybe twice in the competition, Matt Henry. I can't see it. Um, to get Ishan, um, I can't get him into the team. It doesn't matter how dusty that that pitch will be in in Birmingham. Um, it's a big ground, so there is a chance that he could play, but. Who do you bring in? It's a, it's a massive, uh, massive gamble if you're going to take out one of those, um, you know, one of those four, five sort of medium quicks, mm-hmm. or very quick in a couple of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tough one, uh, but I, I I don't know who you I don't know who you drop. Yeah, that's the question. Really, a niggle, and unless you want to get someone some game time and just go All right, have a game off. Mm. Then, then yes. is that what you call that's it? Weird. I don't know. That's yeah, I mean the other one is you know Tom Blundell, is. Latham, the right person. I personally, I wouldn't have put um, Latham in in that situation. I would have put Nisham or Munro, um, sorry, uh, Degrom home in after, you know, instead of when Latham went in. So is he worth, you know, or is he had, is he an opener? Is he? The, they want the left right hand combination, don't they? That's what I see. Um, or do you not tamper with the opening and hope Munro or one of them comes right? You know, what do you reckon? Yeah. It's just me and you here, mate. It's cool. It's, uh, we could just go. We just go off here. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just <laughs> waiting for we'll you to come up here. with the answers. You're sounding very authoritative, both of you. All right. Now, genuinely, yesterday when I was watching the game, and, and I'm uh, and and this will probably get back to Colbert, but I was watching uh, yesterday, and I thought that that would be the last game Cole would, would possibly play in this tournament, given his run of his run of not enough runs, um, and that opens the door for Blundell to open. And that also makes it very tough on 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 Latham because I don't think he scored the weight of runs, which opens the door for um, Nichols in the middle order. Do I like that? I'm not sure. It's it's a couple of toughies. Um, will Munro is there the door for Ish? The yes, he will. Yeah, who thought? Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're That's looking at right. the other option here. And given his form with the bat, we need to get Kane Williamson bowling 10 overs. Clearly, it's his tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're joined by Ian O'Brien on the line. We've also got Maya Lewis and Brian Crump in the studio. Uh, enough about New Zealand. Ian, how's England feeling following the loss to Sri Lanka? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's this brilliant sort of, oh, we're used to it. Over here, <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like oh, I watched them in the eighties. I'm used to this. It's, it's just a real resignation. Eighties, uh, they had the best team. You know, they've, they've often had the best team uh, in the world uh, in competitions, and, and haven't done so well. And again, again, I'll highlight best team in the competition by some distance. Uh, um, Langer, Justin Langer, um, just uh, said exactly the same thing in an interview he did. Uh, today, uh, leading up to their game against um, Australia and England, mm. uh, Lords. So, best team, but just expectation. Like, and I keep saying, it, it's it's your own expectation that you just is is your biggest biggest opponent. 
when you're expected to be the best team, when you're expected to be the best players in, the, in this competition, it's so hard to have success. And I just don't think they've quite got that level of emotional, you know, just being able to take the emotion out of it and let the mental and physical take over. I think they're a little bit, possibly just a little bit hyped mm. on that keyword. We're the best. And this, thus, therefore, we have to be the best. My, you go back and play a bit of club cricket, you're expected to score some runs. Massive <laughs> pressure on you to go and score runs. And if you don't, those those little days. And that's, I think, what England's having at the moment. Mm, yeah, England have got, like you said, two big games this week. Uh, they're playing Australia and India. And it's also a big week for New Zealand as well. We've got Pakistan on Wednesday and then Australia on Sunday. Pakistan are a bit of a wild card, aren't they? Goodness. Yeah, well, I just think it sounds a little bit familiar to 1992. Pakistan just about out of the cup. And one of our last games in that round robin in that particular competition was Pakistan, wasn't it? And all of a sudden, Pakistan hit their straps and we lost that game and ended up playing them in that semi-final. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring up all these bad memories. I'm yeah, cheers for that, Brian. <laughs> and, and that's it for another episode of Not Your Future. <laughs> We're all going to die. Uh, all right. oh, look, that's pretty much the unpredictability, mm, isn't it, of yeah. this tournament. It's anyone's game on any day. That's right. Um, and what are your picks, And before we let you go? Your picks for the upcoming games. How are we going to go against Pakistan? Yeah, I'll just let that one. I'll just let that one play out. <laughs> and Australia, <laughs> what about Aussie? You know, we've got Aussie have, this week. <laughs> England, Aussie. Look, I think England um, will still. I think England will still win. I'll keep saying England mm. uh, until they get out of the tournament because they are the best team of the tournament. Um, but I do look forward to watching Stark rip, rip the bits mm. um, if he does. Um, so I'll keep saying England. I spoke, to, uh, I spoke to Enzimo, I've met him a couple of times, I spoke to him about that inning, and um, he doesn't know what happened, he doesn't really remember it, it was just a blur, so it didn't happen, he's going to wipe that out of your memory, he's not playing anymore, it's fine, we're okay. <laughs> I remember it clearly enough for both of us, so, you know, <laughs> good I, for him. I won't show my age by saying that I don't remember it, but uh, I don't really remember it. Oh. <laughs> lucky oh, you. Yeah, lucky yeah. me. Oh, yeah, Ian, okay. thanks again, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. This week we head to the Bay of Plenty for our local legend. Rebecca Yee was recognised at this year's New Zealand Cricket Awards as the Development Officer of the Year. She's busy off making cricket accessible to girls with the Bay of Plenty Cricket's Go Girl programme. I started by asking her what the programme involves. It's a year four to six girls only cricket programme where they have weekly coaching sessions for about a month and then they come, all the schools come into one place. They come to the Bay Oval in the Mount and play each other in what we call um, our Rainbow World Cup Festival Day. So we have quite a number of teams involved now. In Term 1 this year, we had 33 teams from 20 schools involved, um, which at either side comes to... Close to 300 with subs. So, uh, yeah, wow. we have quite a few girls there. So it's, um, that's our, our biggest uh, b- biggest accomplishment. Um, we also run sister programs in our smaller areas in Rotorua and Taupo. Why do you think cricket's becoming so popular with these young girls? I think it is because we, um, especially at Bad Plenty, are putting um, effort into the female cricket area. The 50% of our population, so we like to make sure that they're included and we offer programs suited just for girls. 
So that means that um, they're able to uh, let go of uh, any concerns that they might have and go and have fun playing cricket. That's what cricket should be, right? Fun. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You won the Cricket Development Officer of the Year. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Was that a bit of a surprise? A, A little bit, yeah. It's actually my second award. So we also, um, two years, two seasons before that, won um, the Female Initiative Prize. Yeah, we've been we've been growing up to that, which has been really good. Um, and it's about more than just the Go Girls that we work with. We work with our after school, other after school programs, and I also work with our representative cricket as well. Why did you decide to be a development officer in cricket? basically all I've ever done. (laughs) I started when I was in school um, coaching at my club and um, at district level and in my school and then I just uh, carried it on. I did a Bachelor of Physical Education and I did cricket development work all through my uni years and then just kept on going. So this is a paid job isn't it? You actually have a career in cricket. Yes I am so lucky. I'm so lucky to have a, a job that um, pays me to go out and teach cricket to a whole lot of kids um, every day. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm so lucky to have it. And what advice would you have for someone who might want to be a development officer? Oh, I would say that it's a really fulfilling role. Um, if you love the game and you love the fact that you can pass it on to kids, and other people in the community, then it's just a, a really, really great job. Just being able to see people um, have a smile on their face after they've had a cricket experience that you've delivered is, is yeah, it's really good. Bay of Plenty Development Officer Rebecca Yee. Maya, I understand you used to work with Rebecca. Uh, interesting. I was just saying, I know her. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I was working for Auckland Cricket as the women's manager there, basically running women's cricket across Auckland, she was one of my underage, well, was playing, but also managing um, underage rep teams and coming through. Her dad was very strong at Cornwall as the women's manager um, as well. So it's in, it's in the blood for her, but so great to see her come through and using her skills. And she's really passionate about girls' cricket and women's cricket and wanting to get um, you know, promoted and put out there a lot more. Mm, absolutely. She's doing a fantastic job up there. Uh, and the numbers of girls who are participating, and actually it's been a real trend this year uh, with um, the Cricket Awards going to lots of people who are doing lots of good things for girls and women in cricket. Uh, it's kind of nice that that attention is, is growing um, don't you think, Maya? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's well overdue. Um, I know when I was working for Auckland Cricket about 10 years ago and we started upping the numbers at, you know, sort of primary school level and that sort of stuff. And that's where Rebecca sort of learned her trade, I think. Um, and now New Zealand Cricket are funding, um, you know, partial women's coordinators, which is possibly a short-term fix of how does that the sustainability work with that when the funding runs out uh, would be my question. Mm. Um but, you know, it, I mean, we're well overdue. We're still like five, ten years behind England and Australia and stuff in terms of our programmes with girls. But there's such a massive opportunity here now, especially with women being professional. Mm, absolutely. Maya Lewis and Brian Crump are our guests today on Not Your Average Cricket Show. Uh, you've played World Cup cricket, haven't you, Maya? Yeah, I've played three World Cups and haven't won one. I missed the 2000 and played either side of both sides. So, um, yeah, not the most happiest memories, to be honest, but great that New Zealand have won one and obviously it's coming back again soon too. Mm. What's the pressure like at that level? Is it the same as playing just a regular international game? 
Um, I think with our Rose Bowl with Australia, we always got some good coverage and uh, um, with crowds in Australia. But when you play in India, I know when, in 1993 we played in the World Cup final in Calcutta at um, Eden Gardens against Australia and they made it official Women's Day and they um, bust in all these women. We had about 60,000 women. Wow. Um, and it was just crazy. It was They were like vultures and in the end we threw our... <laughs> Threw our pads and our used gloves over the top of the cages because, you, you know, they can't get on the fields and they're just all in for them and nearly got my cap nicked off my head walking to the bus. And it's like a mini insight to being a pop star, to be honest, um, which I didn't really enjoy that much. So, <laughs> so I'm glad, you know, it's like a little taste of what a donia or a tendoka would get day in and day out, which mm. is crazy. Slow Summer Jams by Maya Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting. When the, uh, when the Indian men's and women's cricket teams were here earlier this year, um, I have a, a friend who's with the Indian team, and we were walking back to the hotel, and I swear it took us from Courtney Place to the hotel, it took us like 20 minutes because people were stopping and talking and asking for photos. And, you know, and this person isn't in the team, they're in the wider support team. It was just incredible to see that. And I said, well, what's it like in India? And he's like, oh, you can't go, can't go mm. anywhere. Uh, it's it's quite fascinating. Brian um, Crump, you must get some of that as an NZ <laughs> announcer. Get some of what, Justin? Some of that sort of adoration and crowd attention. You uh, know? They don't, they, you can't see a voice. <laughs> see? You're safe. You know, it's just a voice. Unless people recognise that voice, you're fine. Just switching topics, Maya, which captain in the World Cup is impressing you and why? Hmm. I mean... Came when Williamson, you're probably hard to go past him, to be honest. He's cool and calm. He's been put under pressure in, in the field and with some of his bowlers and the changes. And, you know, he obviously got a really good team around him as well. You know, you saw probably when Henry was under pressure and you had Bolt there and Taylor. Um, so just the team effort of, of Kane Williamson and how he works with his players, really, and how he makes um, great decisions and he remains calm under pressure. But he's just been fined for slow run rate. Mm. So is that a tactical move? Slow over rate. Oh, yeah. just to be slow. Sorry, yeah. slow That's a overrate. real worry, you know, like one more and he won't. Be, he misses a game. Imagine if he missed the semi-final. So, um, you know, is that another reason why to bring in another spinner to, to speed it up? So there's a question for... Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, Depends how often yeah, but you don't want to lose him, do you? Yeah. <laughs> and Vittori's just said this week as well that he thinks that Kane Williamson is the best player ever out of New Zealand. I mean, that's a big call, but is he right? Best ODI player, was that specifically? Yeah. Yep. yeah I can't think of anybody off the top of my head to beat him. Mm. I think you're talking about best all-round player, so it's not just his bat, um, batting and you know his record with his batting, but his captaincy. Um, he's starting to make records there and just... Um, so that's his, that's him being an all rounder rather than say someone like a Martin Crow who you'd say you might have been the best best batter um, in New Zealand, but he wouldn't have been the best all rounder because of captaincy. All right, well in those terms, let's throw another name out: yeah. Debbie Hockley. Oh yeah, absolutely. She gets my vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't She's know. She's got she a great average. Cap- she didn't captain that often. Um, Emily captained the two thousand World Cups, so. I mean, fantastic, great for her time, um, but I probably wouldn't put her in the category of a Kane Williamson because he's got the captaincy on top of it and his performance around that. Myra, at one of those World Cups in 2005, we've talked a bit about the rain at this World Cup, but looking back on, on Crick Info this morning, that World Cup in 2005, an entire round of games was lost to bad weather. 
That must have been devastating. Did it hold the momentum? How was the team tracking at the time? Oh, look, it was on and off, and we actually got a couple of games in, like a shortened game versus the West Indies and stuff like that. So, I mean, it is, is hard to get momentum. It's probably not a World Cup that I would want to um, remember. I think we lost in the semi-final to India, didn't actually make the final. We had to watch the final, which is always horrible. But um, And then I retired, so, <laughs> um, you know, but it's great to be at a dif- in a different country, but it is hard to get momentum when a whole mm-hmm. round, and that's the same with here, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose we were lucky that it was against India that we had our rained off game. You know, you'd take it. But if that was against uh, Afghanistan or something, it might make might make a difference. Mm, it's very true. Absolutely true. Well, let's look at the predictions uh, for next coming week. Um, I think the big games, England versus Australia... That's going to be a good one. I reckon it's going to be one of the best games of the tournament so far. Um, I agree, and I'm picking Australia. Yeah, I've picked Aussie as well. Uh, And then we play Pakistan on Wednesday. I've picked New Zealand for that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going New Zealand, even though I had those flashbacks. (laughs) I'm still going New Zealand. Yeah, that's the past, so I'm going New Zealand too. yeah. Yeah. I think this might be even an even better team. If it gets it, if it really clicks, I think this could be a better team, this New Zealand team. Mm. All right, I'm going to vote with the majority and go with New Zealand <laughs> against Pakistan on that one too. Windies versus India. 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 Should be, should be. Sri Lanka versus South Africa. Oh, see, this is a game. tough one. Interesting yeah. I'll go, I'll go Sri Lanka because I really want them to knock England out of the top four. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a tough one. Pakistan, Afghanistan. Actually, Afghanistan have been playing not too bad. Yeah. Um, but again, I think depending on how Pakistan go against New Zealand on Wednesday, um, they might have that momentum going into that game against Afghanistan, and I think they might win that one. And the big one for us this week, New Zealand versus Australia. Oh. I think Head it, says Australia, heart says New Zealand. Mm. <laughs> and it's at Lords as well, which is going to be... Spectacular. Uh, so oh, I think I think New Ze- it's got to be New Zealand. We have to support New Zealand, don't we? Yeah. Well, if New Zealand beat Pakistan, I really don't mind actually. If we lost to Australia in the round, I'd rather them lose in the round than like a final mm. um, or a semi final. True. Very true. And then- rained cool. off. That's what I want. Rained <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, is that good for us leading into the semi final? Rain, rain, though? rain. Against a big team, it's okay. Um, you know, like England have got the top three um, to play against in their last three games, so they've got it tough at the moment. So that's why I'm like going, go Sri Lanka. Let's win against Sri Lanka and help Sri Lanka go go through to the top four and push the home home country out of the semis. That would be devastating, wouldn't it? You're right, and it's slippery for England because their last game this week is England versus India. Yeah, mm. I'm picking India. Mm. I would like to see England win that one. Uh, oh. I think it's, it's going to be a very, very tough game for both teams involved. Um, but, yeah, I mean, looking at the rankings now, New Zealand's top of the table, followed by Australia, India and England. Sri Lanka's just on that precipice. And Bangladesh is sitting there as well. So, um, you know, that, that top six, they're pretty close. Is there anybody here who wouldn't want to see Bangladesh get to the final four? I would love to see that happen. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, either Sri Lanka or Bangladesh. And if we ended up playing one of those two and then Aussie, India play each other in the other semi, I'd be happy about that. Mm, mm. Oh, that's a good pick, yes. Set up the final that we all want, which is New Zealand versus India. Mm. Yes, mm. knock Aussie out, I say, in the semis, India, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we play the team we haven't played. Those yes. Aussies are still looking pretty solid, though, aren't mm. they, apart from that narrow loss to India. 
Oh, they know how to peak, you know. Yeah. And they've got some classy players, no doubt. So. Well, David Warner is currently leading for highest runs of the tournament, 447. I think, you know, mm. he's out to prove himself. He's scored runs in every game and he's improved with every game too. He's starting to look not like the Warner of old, but a mature version of David Warner, which is an interesting thing because he's yeah. been around a wee while and, um, yeah, he looks scary. Steve Smith looks pretty scary. Mm. Glenn Maxwell could go in either direction at any given time. Aaron and Finch has been solid. Yeah, mm. and their bowlers are their bowlers. I mean, crikey, Stark and Cummins. Mm. Yeah. Going to be a tough game, but, um, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back us to beat Australia. Why not? Why yeah. not? Absolutely, you have to. Uh, well, we're going to head off shortly, but before we leave, we've got we always do our pro tips. So, uh, Maya, what's your pro tip? One of my favourites, but it's probably not a great one, is you know, fake it to make it. So when you're walking out to bat, and if you're scared shitless or you're nervous and stuff, don't show it on the outside or just don't show any emotion on the outside. And that's where Adoni and a Williamson come into play and, you know, mimic someone like them with being a, a bit emotionless. So it's a bit of a horrible saying, fake it to make it. You could say it how you want, but that's the meaning behind it. Did you have a good poker face when you came out to bat? Um, tried to, yes, yes, um, and definitely in the field tried to get people not to, um, with a bit of verbal around them, so <laughs> as a captain in their face, if they're a newbie, so, you know, what's, get what's into a, the mental side of the game. What's a great sledge from the women's game that you can remember? Oh, look, there's just, um, it's not really sledging, I would say, it's more talking around them about how, how a spin is turning at a mile and the bounce and stuff, and that it's just going straight through, you know, but... Um, <laughs> You know, if they have no idea what you're talking about, if they're a newbie, if they just believe what they think, so. <laughs> what about you, Brian? What's your pro tip as a fan or as a cricketer? Well, um, I tried to fake it to make it, um, <laughs> Maya, but I was out first ball, so. Well, I got <laughs> a goalie on my debut for New Zealand, so. Oh. <laughs> well, it can only improve from there, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's only one way to go. <laughs> my tip for fans is always enjoy the show. Yeah. yeah. Always enjoy the show. Appreciate whatever's going on either side and um, yeah, have fun. And, uh, you know, because we're always going to be underdogs in New Zealand, I reckon. And, um, but that's what makes it all the sweeter. One day, uh, time will come. One day. Hopefully, it's this time. Yeah. That's what I said last time and the time before that. <laughs> maybe this time it's different. Maybe this time it's different. Well, that's it for this episode of Not Your Average Cricket Show. Thanks again to Ian O'Brien, Brian Crump, Maya Lewis and Rebecca Yee. Not Your Average Cricket Show was produced and presented by me, Justin Gregory and Zoe George. The engineer is William Saunders and the executive producer is Tim Watkin. Subscribe to every Not Your Average Cricket Show podcast at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public or at rnz.co.nz forward slash series. And while you're on Apple, please rate us by clicking on the ratings and review, then the stars. It's dead easy and really important. That way, more people get to hear about us. And if you want to share your picks or have a suggestion for a local legend, then you can email us at cricket at rnz.co.nz. Noho Oramai. Catch you later.